This is episode number 1,121 with New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Daniel Amen. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Oprah said, breathe, let go, and remind yourself that this very moment is the only one you know you have for sure. And Debbie Hampton said, take care of your mind and your body will thank you. Take care of your body and your mind will thank you. And my guest today is Dr. Daniel Amen, who has helped millions of people transform their lives and brains through Amen Clinics and his best-selling books and public television programs. And the Washington Post has called Dr. Amen the most popular psychiatrist in America because of his work and his media appearances, and clinics which have over 7,000 visits a month. Amen Clinics also have the world's largest database of functional brain scans relating to behavior, totaling over 180,000 scans on patients from 155 countries. And he's also written a new book called Your Brain is Always Listening, Tame the Hidden Dragons That Control Your Happiness, Habits, and Hang-Ups. And this is actually the second part of a conversation. So if you haven't listened to the first part, make sure to go to lewishouse.com slash to zero to listen to that as well. But in this episode, we discuss the biggest challenges Dr. Amen thinks the world is facing around brain health, how to optimize brain and heart health at the same time, how our brain health can affect the quality of our relationships, how constant overwhelm of dopamine is affecting our brain's functionality, why working on improving our memory is necessary and practical ways to start working on it, and so much more. Again, if you're enjoying this at any moment, make sure to share this with a friend that you think would be inspired by this message as well so we can keep changing lives together. You can copy and paste the link wherever you're listening to this or use the show note link lewishouse.com slash 1121. Make sure to tag me and Dr. Amen as well over on social media when you're listening and sharing it on your social media profiles. Okay, in just a moment, the one and only Dr. Daniel Amen. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent, all in the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. They know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite 
lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. What is the biggest challenge you face? You've been doing this work for what? 30, 30 years. 30 years. The biggest, 183,000 scans. You're speaking about this all the time. You're writing incredible books about this all the time. You've got talk shows on this, on, on public television. You've got, you're, you're the leading expert. What's the biggest challenge in your life right now, knowing all this information after 30 years? What do you still struggle with? I hate the fact that all psychiatrists don't do this. Mm. I hate the fact that I'm still an outlier in my profession. And part of me loves that uh, because I get to do something very cool and very special. But the fact that the masses of psychiatrists still are making diagnoses based on symptom clusters with no biological data, exactly like they did in 1840 when Lincoln was depressed. Mm. Lincoln was suicidal, went to his doctor. How did his doctor diagnose him? He talked to him. He looked at him. And then he treated him. That's exactly what's happening in 2021. It's insane. And every day it irritates mm. me that, you know, they'll go, oh, there's no science behind what Dr. Amen does, even though I've published 80 studies, some of the largest studies in the world. There's 14,000 scientific references on brain spec if you go to the National Library of Medicine. But wow. that's the stuff. It just really frustrates me because most people aren't getting the help they need. This psych psychiatric problems are not mental illnesses. Mm. They're brain illnesses. Wow. And that one idea changes everything. It decreases stigma. It increases compliance because everybody wants a better brain. Nobody wants to be called mental. Calling someone mental shames them. Yes. Um, people really don't want to, and yes, I know Lady Gaga came out and Justin Bieber came out and it, it's like, that's awesome, but it's not mental illness. It's brain health. Exercise has been found to be a treatment for depression. Yes. As effective as Zoloft. Gratitude I mean, is like, also, yeah. Why not? Yeah. And let's work on getting the physical functioning of our brain right and optimizing our mind, and that's how we're gonna end mental illness. So I, one of my other books called The End of Mental Illness, and I love that title, but I got a lot of grief from the <laughs> title. It's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we need to stop calling these things mental illnesses and use these bright mind strategies mm -hmm. because when your brain is better, for example, the second eye in bright minds, is immunity and infections. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a study that I put in the end of mental illness of a graph of the, a map of the United States of the highest incidence of schizophrenia. It's the Northwest, the North Midwest, and the West Coast. And right below it is a graph of the highest incidence of Lyme disease. Mm. They're virtually identical. Wow. 
could schizophrenia in some cases be an infection that's attacking the brain? And I think the answer is yes. Not in all cases, but it's something we should be screening wow. for. And so I have a- People with Lyme's disease have a higher risk of schizophrenia? They do. And they have a higher incidence of virtually all mental health challenges. Mm. And I have so many great stories. One of them I talk about in the book, Adriana, 16, beautiful, straight A student, kind, um, goes to Yosemite on vacation with her family. And when they get to their cabin, they're surrounded by six deer. And they think it's a magical moment. But Lyme is often transmitted by deer ticks. Oh. And 10 days later, she's hallucinating and she's violent. And they put her in a psychiatric hospital. She's diagnosed by a psychiatrist trained at Stanford with schizophrenia, told the mother, Adriana needs to be on this medication for the rest of her life. And her mother's like, no, I'm not okay with this. And they had spent like $100,000 and ended up at my clinic uh, spending a lot less than that. And when we saw her brain, we went, her brain's infected. And it shows it, the infections. It shows the tendency toward infection. Wow. And it turned out when we tested for Lyme, she had it. And on an antibiotic, within a year, she was herself again. And she went on, she graduated from Pepperdine, and then she got a degree in HR from the University of London. And she's normal. Mm. And wow. I remember, because she's all one of my other doctors, but when I got to meet her, I mean, both she and I just cried wow. because she's the reason yeah. I do what I do. That's beautiful. But infectious disease, including COVID-19, I have about 50 COVID scans. COVID is not good for your brain. And about 20% of people with COVID will get a new onset diagnosis of anxiety, depression. Come uh, on, really? Yeah, it is not a good thing. You know, a lot of people go, oh, it's like the flu. No, it's not like the flu. Um, it can impact your brain. And we knew it early on because, right. you know, you lost your sense of taste and smell. Well, those are central nervous system struggles. And, uh, yeah, wow. it's pretty interesting. Has there been any scans from people who have gotten vaccines on the effects of the vaccine? To it's the a brain? great question. Um, I've scanned lots of people with vaccines. I, I haven't seen a pattern. With it. Now, some people will be hurt with vaccines, right? I mean, anytime there's, there's any medicine, yeah, there's, a risk. there's a, a risk. But um, I knew this was serious when I lost my dad to mm. COVID 19. Mm. Wow. Sorry to hear that. And I have a clinic in Manhattan, you know, which is the epicenter early on in the pandemic. My 28 year old employee ended up on a ventilator for 10 weeks. You're a 28 year old. 28 year old. 10 weeks. 10 weeks. And is just not the same. So. Um, is it, have they recovered or? Not the same. Really? Yeah, because there's this whole thing people are talking about long COVID. And uh, we've treated a lot of people with long COVID. And What's long COVID mean? It means you're not better in three days. In fact, you're not better in six months. You still struggle with anxiety, with brain fog, with muscle aches, and so on. And it depends. I've talked a lot since the pandemic started. Um, your best defense against COVID-19 is your 
immune system. Yes. Right? And often it's your vitamin D level. So the strategy yeah. for immunity and infections is optimize your vitamin D level, yeah. either by getting more sun or taking a supplement. Like 80% of the population has suboptimal levels mm -hmm. of vitamin D. And the study that just nailed it for me, if your level, so normal's between 30 and 100, if your level is under 20, you have double the risk of cancer of those people who are over 40. <laughs> so I keep my level around 80. You're in the sun um, all day, you're having the supplements, yeah. Right, and it just it's just that one act it's like, is this good for my brain or bad for it? And if I do one thing, I'm more likely to do two things. If exactly. I do two things, I'm more likely to do 11 things. You'll stack it. Yeah. So the N in Bright Minds is neurohormones. I alluded to that earlier. You know, testosterone's really important for brain health. Now, you don't want too much because then your libido will go up and your empathy will go down, which is a prescription for divorce, losing <laughs> half your net worth, and visiting your children on the weekends. Right. So that's not a good thing. But low testosterone goes with depression and goes with anxiety and goes with low energy. So thyroid, DHEA, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, and so on. So getting your hormones taxed. D is diabetes. So we talk about being overweight, but also having high blood sugar. Diabetes. Diabetes. What does that mean? Diabetes. It's a combination of your overweight and you have high blood sugar. Either one of those is a mental health, brain health risk factor. And 50% of men, get this, Lewis, it, I, just shocking. 50%, 5-0% of the population is either diabetic, 14%, or pre-diabetic, 36%. Mm. That's a disaster. And that comes from the simple carbs we're pouring and pounding in our body. It's an insulin response. So if we're diabetic or pre-diabetic, what is that doing to our brains? It's atrophying, making your brain smaller, and it's murdering the hippocampus. You know, those baby seahorses. 600, 700 about. a day, you said? 700 a day. 700 a day, we're, we're yeah. just, they're being born and dying right away. Right. As opposed to connecting and multiplying functionality, neurons in the brain. And helping your mood and helping your memory. Interesting. And what's interesting, I'm 66, my um, youngest is 17, getting ready to go off to college, and we produce the same number of stem cells every day. Hers are more likely to stay than an older person's because the blood flow to my brain, not my brain, but the blood flow to most 66-year-olds is not healthy. And that's why aging is progressive. And did you know this will horrify you? 50% of people 85 will have dementia. And I'm not okay with that. 50% of people? 85. So if I'm fortunate enough to live to 85 or beyond, I have a one in two chance of having Man. lost my mind. That's why I'm serious about this. Yeah. I love my four children. I never want to live with them. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. And I never want to be a burden to them. Right, and right. I know later in my dad's life, my siblings, because I'm the medical person, are like, you know, you need to take his keys from him. I'm like, do you know him? Do you know how that conversation's going to go? Yeah. And I don't want my kids having to have that conversation with me, which means I have to do the right thing so I can stay sharp for as long 
as I can. Mm. And so I'm not overweight and I don't have high blood sugar because I get rid of the simple sugars in my life, bread, pasta, potato, rice, sugar. Those just, they don't have enough nutrients to pay mm. off the sugar, right, right? right? They quickly turn to sugar. It's this thing called the glycemic index. Mm. Right. Do you have any cheat days or a little here and there? Or is it like, I, I hey, do. I'll have a dessert, I'll have a couple bites. Yeah. Or are you like, I do. No. We go to Italy. I mean, not recently. <laughs> we'll go to Italy and have a gelato. But it's... But it's the daily consumption of these things, which are is, really hurting. But, but I have um, things I love. Like I have almost every day a cup of frozen blueberries. And I'll put uh, a couple of stevia sweetened chocolate chips mm. in it. And it's less than 100 calories, mm -hmm. and I love it. Or the hot chocolate, I love that. Yeah. And you know, I have a protein shake in the morning, and I love it, right? I only eat food I love, that loves me back. Yes. It's going to take a practice, you know, for a lot of people. We've been conditioned to eat bad foods consistently for so long. We've got to condition ourselves to start eating it's good foods. It's just a habit. It's a habit. Right? Is it a good habit or a bad habit? And right. your brain is always listening. There's actually a whole section on bad habit dragons. And the worst bad habit dragon is the oblivious bad habit dragon. Is you just never think about like the products you put on your body. Another strategy under T for toxins is download the app Think Dirty. I have no financial interest mm -hmm. in it, but the app Think is not what you think it is. It allows you to scan your personal products and it'll tell you on a scale of one to 10 how quickly they're killing you. So <laughs> for on, example, really? since I was 14, I shaved with Barbasol. Yeah. I like it, it's soft, it yeah. works. Uh, um, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being bad, it's a nine. Come on. And I'm like, no, I like myself way too much to put crap on my body. Wow. And so I get something now called Kiss My Face that's a two. And people go, well, it's more expensive. And it's like, it is, except it lasts 50 times longer. So it's way less expensive. Mm -hmm. And it's less I toxic. love it. It's less toxic. And it loves me back. Yeah. And the same with the shampoo. I was using, um, I forget. But now I forget. It's been so long. And now <laughs> right. I use something called a Lafia, made in Africa. It's a uh -huh. two. Get it on Amazon. It's just a practice mm -hmm. of being thoughtful about what I put in my mouth, what I put on my body. And people go, isn't that hard? Wow. And I'm like, being sick. It's hard. That's hard. This is easy. God gave you a big brain for a reason. Mm. None of this is hard. It just, you create new and different habits because ultimately the mother habit, is this good for my brain mm -hmm. or bad for it? No, by the way, if it's good for your heart, it's good for your brain. I wrote a fun book you would really like called The Brain in Love. I used to be a columnist for Men's Health Magazine. Okay. And I wrote a column for three years, Am I Normal? People write in about all that. <laughs> and so anyways, I wrote Brain in Love. And um, I've been saying forever, whatever's good for your heart is good for your brain because it's about blood flow. Your brain is 2% of your body's weight, but uses 20% of the blood flow. And 30% of the calories you consume, which is why food's so important. But whatever's good for your heart is good for your brain. When I was writing Brain and Love, 
I went, whatever's good for your heart is good for your brain, is good for your genitals, because it's all about blood flow. Did you know 40% of 40-year-olds have erectile dysfunction? Which means 40% of 40-year-olds have brain dysfunction. Because if you have blood flow problems anywhere, it likely means they're everywhere. And I'm 38, you're scaring me. <laughs> it just means it's just another reason to, stay on to top do of good the habits. right things yeah, exactly. because your sex life mm-hmm. is better. Right. And I'm just a huge fan. And when people get on the brain health train, when they become a brain warrior, their erections get better. And mm-hmm. I love that because I want people connected yes. with their partners. How much does the brain affect our choices in intimate relationships, our choices in who we choose to be partnered with, who we're connected to, um, our love life? How much of the brain helps or hurts our love? Well, your brain does what it's trained to do. So if you were trained by parents who bickered all the time, you're more likely to pick someone you bicker with, even mm. though you hate Don't it. like it, yeah. Um, the, the brain doesn't like change. That's why therapy is important because it's like you can work on it over yes. time and create new habits. Um, I've scanned thousands of couples. I love scanning couples. And I, I didn't used to. I remember 1991, I um, just started scanning and I see this couple. They brought their two kids to see me because I'm also a child psychiatrist. And the little girl got better, but the little boy wasn't getting better. And as I saw him, I'm like, oh, his parents hate each other. He's under chronic stress. So I saw the parents. I'm like, you guys should come see me because your bad relationship is causing your son's stress. And they're like, Dr. Raymond, we like you a lot. We've seen four other marital therapists, and they just make it worse. And... In my head, don't ever have this thought. I'm like, well, maybe you just didn't see anybody good enough. Oh, man. Don't ever <laughs> don't have that, yeah. that thought. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, and when I saw them on the first session, I had two blue leather couches in my office. They sat on the opposite end of each couch. It's a bad sign in oh, marital man. therapy. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already 
already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And after about three months, I know I'm not going to get them better. I feel hopeless, which is terrible for a psychiatrist to feel. But she had a PhD in grudge holding. I mean, she was beating <laughs> stuff. She'd bring up stuff from 15 years ago Holding over and over. And, and she's married to a guy called the sniper because he like was always late to appointments. And whenever she'd like settle down and be more able to learn, he would say something so evil so awful to her just to get her going again. And I start having physical stress symptoms when I realize they're on my schedule. And at nine months, I'm in the shower getting ready to go to work and I know they're on my schedule. My stomach starts to hurt. And I'm like, damn, these people are in my shower. Today I'm gonna tell them to get divorced because it's actually better for children to not be raised in chronic, chronic conflict than for the parents to stick together fighting like they are. I but I agree. But I grew up Catholic. <clears throat> we don't get it, divorced. And it's like, you don't get divorced, <laughs> it's a bad thing. And because I had that thought, the Catholic voice came and visited me and she said, because you're not a good enough therapist, you're gonna condemn their souls to hell. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I started looking at the water faucet going, how much therapy is this gonna take to get over? And I got out of the shower and I called my friend from the imaging center. I said, will you give me two scans for the price of one? Because I was always negotiating for my patients. And he's like, why? I said, Jack, I have this couple and I don't know what to do for them. He's like, couple? He said, you know, I've been married twice. I can't figure it out. Maybe we could do a website <laughs> and call it brainmatch.com. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I like that. And, and when I presented that to the couple, they're like, well, this isn't working, let's try something else. I mean, they knew it wasn't working yeah. too. And she had an OCD brain, which totally fit in retrospect. She just couldn't let anything go. OCD brains, their front part of their brain works way too hard. And he had an ADD brain. His front part was sleepy, which is why it was late and why it was conflict driven. And I put him on Ritalin, her on Prozac, balanced their brain, told him I didn't want to see him for a month because I needed a break. When they came back a month later, they sat on the same couch. Wow. 
she had her hand on his leg, wow. which is a good sign in marital therapy. And it's 30 years ago. I gave a lecture in San Francisco a couple of years ago. They came to it. They're still married. Shut up. They, don't, they love each other. They don't fight with each other. She lets things go. He pays attention. And They're still with, married. With a better brain wow. comes a better marriage. Mm. And when I met my, first, my second wife, when I met her, I knew I wasn't going to fall in love with her until I saw her brain. And two weeks later, because I really liked her. <laughs> so what does that mean? You like her like, oh, but she needs to get scanned first before I say I'm yours. Yes, absolutely. And, and if you happened? date any of my children for four months, if I think you're going to stick around, I scan you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I love this. It's sort of like meet the parents, right. but worse. Hook <laughs> me up. Book me up. <laughs> um, so Tana, my wife, is a neurosurgical ICU nurse. So she loves what we do. And so when I suggested, hey, come to the clinic. Let me look at your brain. She was all in. Okay. And then what did you see in the brain and how did that match your... So her brain was actually pretty healthy, but I could see she had a head trauma in the past. And I'm like, do you ever have a head injury? And she said, no. And I'm like, because the scans don't lie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so maybe it was before she could remember Memory, anything, yeah. right? But she's like, no. I'm like, ever in a car accident? She goes, yeah, when I was 25, my sister fell asleep at the wheel going 75 miles an oh hour. Gosh. We flipped three times, landed on the roof. And only because my seat was, I was laying back that I survived. She said, but I didn't lose consciousness. And what people don't realize, consciousness is a brain stem phenomenon really deep in the brain. You can totally damage the cortex of the brain. And uh, so, so but we work to <laughs> make it better and she's right. been my best friend for 15 years. Wow. So if someone has a damaged brain, let's say you're hypothetically have the you know the ability to go and get a scan you meet someone you're dating them you're like i really like this person i'm gonna get them scanned and their brain is messed up let's just say just know you're in for a wild ride now if they're not willing to do anything about it why would you be in a relationship with it it's just mm. your life's going to be hard but i love them and it's going to be stressful um yeah. but if they're like oh well let's make this better Let's improve it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that's the attitude. Right? If I scan my daughter's boyfriend and he <laughs> goes, no, I'm not going to do any of this. Then you need to move him on. Or, or you've got a decision. You're either going to struggle in this relationship and you maybe have some good times, but a lot of stress, or you can move on. Right. What's it's the, just a piece of information yeah, that I think everybody should, should have. have. And when you're young and loved, you don't really think about, well, how's his mom, how's his dad, what's the family history? But, you know, being 66 and being a psychiatrist for 40 years, yeah. all of those things matter. Yeah. And what's the, so that's, we mentioned diabetes, which is being overweight, um, uh, high blood sugar, obesity, stuff like that. What's the S in Bright Minds? Sleep, absolutely essential. So we talked about autophagy early. That's what happens when you sleep. Your brain cleans, it washes itself. Actually, the cleaning crew shows up. We didn't even know that. It's a system called the glymphatic system that 
is asleep basically when you're awake and turns on mm -hmm. when you're asleep. Like sweeping out thoughts, stressed, fat cells. Integrating information, but literally cleaning the synapses in your brain, like mm -hmm. the cleaning crew shows up. And if you're not sleeping six and a half, seven, eight hours a night, trash is building up in your brain, mm. making you more likely to be depressed, to have brain fog. Overweight and things, right? Yeah, and so being disciplined about a good time for sleep, avoiding things that hurt sleep, doing things that help sleep mm. can be just so helpful. Yeah, I had uh, Andrew Huberman on a couple of times, neuroscientist out of uh, Stanford, and I told him, you know, I'm trying to improve the quality of my brain and I'm taking Spanish class three days a week. You got a private, that. private Spanish teacher. One, because <clears throat> for 20 years I've always wanted to do it, but it always gets too hard and I stop. And then at the end of the year, when I reflect on what I'm proud of, I'm always not proud that I didn't stick with something I wanted to do. So I keep telling myself, I either need to let this dream go and kill the dream and move on with my life or I need to actually be consistent with it, even if it takes me years of practice until I'm fluent or conversational. And for the first three months, it was like, it hurt my brain so much. Just learning, studying, trying to remember these things, it just was painful. Now I'm noticing the ideas are just as complex, but my brain isn't under so much pain and stress or just confusion or whatever. Like, I'm not enough, or I can't get this, or whatever it's saying. It's more like, okay, I understand this is challenging, but I know I can get this. So let me be patient with myself. And I feel like I'm picking up so much more because I may not get it in that moment, but then the next day or three days later, because I'm resting, because I'm cleaning out the mess, it's integrating. Like, when I sleep, I feel like it's integrating what I learned days ago, and now I remember it. But if I'm not sleeping well, if I'm stressed out, it's much harder to remember these things. Absolutely, yeah. because it's one of the things that sleep does. It integrates what we learn during the day, really? and it compares it to our experience from the past and then decides what to keep and what to let go. But if you're not sleeping well, like, or you're drinking to put yourself to sleep, it damages mm. REM sleep, which is the most restorative sleep, mm -hmm. and you're not gonna get the benefit. Yeah. from it. Yeah. So sleep is absolutely essential. Sleep apnea, people who snore loudly, who stop breathing at night, triples their risk of Alzheimer's disease. Really? Yeah. Sleep apnea. So how do we, well, I mean, it's probably applying these things will help you get rid of sleep apnea. And obesity is probably a big part of sleep apnea, I'm assuming, right? For some people. Now, some people are thin and have sleep apnea and they need to wear a CPAP. But working with the smartest people I know, right? This would be part of greatness. Mm -hmm. That the smartest people I know work with the smartest people they know. Yeah. And so stop denying you have a problem or saying I won't do this or that. So many guys go, oh, I'll never wear a CPAP. It's like, well, you're murdering those baby seahorses mm -hmm. every night mm -hmm. when you're not breathing because, so we talked about your brain uses 30% of the calories you consume, 20% of the uh, blood flow goes to your brain, 20% of the oxygen. Any oxygen debt state damages your brain. And I have like near drowning um, brains 
They're That's just awful. Really? Any oxygen debt state, and sleep apnea is an oxygen debt state. Really? Because you're stopped breathing, which what, is a what very bad thing. Then? Are you able to recover those brains that had near drowning or? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, it depends. We don't have the Lazarus treatment to bring dead cells, dead brain cells back to life, but we can get the struggling ones better. Better. And uh, I have one girl, it just breaks my heart. Uh, She was taking too much of a pain medication and her heart stopped for 10 minutes. And I have her brain beforehand. It was this big, fat, I don't know, watermelon. And now it's like a prune. And I can get it better. It's never going to be normal. Really? Heartbreaking. Is she able to have an okay life still? Or is it no. just struggling with... And, and, and it's not just her. It's her parents. Mm-hmm. Lives will never be the same again. We, we have to be so much more serious about brain health. When someone's brain shrinks over trauma, physical trauma, emotional trauma, whatever it might be, when it shrinks, obesity, what happens to the brain inside the skull? Is there more room? Is there more fluid in between the brain and the skull? Like what is actually, how small could it be? Is it rattling? Like what is actually happening with the space between the brain and the skull when it shrinks? So it gets bigger. The space gets bigger. Space gets bigger. And so fluid will take it up. Because your brain, you know, has to be contained, but that's not what you want. You don't want fluid. You don't want a lot of fluid. More fluid. In fact, if you have too much fluid, it's called hydrocephalus, and that can shrink the brain. One of the causes of Alzheimer's disease is called NPH or normal pressure hydrocephalus. And what, when we put a shunt in and drain some of that excess fluid, people actually think better. Put a shunt in the brain, the skull, open up the skull. Put a shunt it. and then we have it drain into your abdomen. Really? Yeah. How does that and that's work? not uncommon. You put uh, something in the brain and it goes down? Yeah, but like, think of a tube. Uh, to just drain, no, no, inside. Well, they'll tunnel it underneath your skin and neck and so on. It goes all the way down. Yeah. That's a crazy... I actually did a study. It was fascinating on something called omental transposition surgery, where we took the omentum from the gut. So it's like this fatty apron on top of your um, abdominal organs. Uh And it's loaded with stem cells. So we actually bunched it up and put it on the brain, but kept it connected to the blood supply in the gut. It was pretty wicked surgery. But we found it really improved cognition. Now, this was before the whole stem cell movement. Uh, We've been working with stem cells to improve brain function. That's crazy. Pretty interesting. Crazy. I want to ask you about dopamine. In the last, I believe, seven years, I feel like with social media, smartphones, kids having smartphones much earlier and earlier, video games, the access to these things, the the constant dopamine hits that we're all getting more with our phones. What does an overwhelm of dopamine do to the brain? Does it support brain health? Does it hurt brain health? Should we have you know, only 10% of the dopamine we're getting, what is it doing to our function of our brains? 
dopamine is really important. It's a very important neurotransmitter. Now, there are a bunch of them that are really important. Serotonin and oxytocin and endorphins and cortisol. Um, dopamine works on the area called the nucleus accumbens, which is the pleasure center in the brain. Push on that and you feel, whoa, I like that. Uh, if you push on it too much or too intensely, it wears it out. And which is why mm. uh, my book, Feel Better Fast, there's a whole section on drip dopamine, don't dump it. Uh, don't dump dopamine on yourself. Don't dump it. In fact, in your brain is always listening. I have a brand new 12-step program. Uh, the 12-step program for addiction was actually developed 85 years ago and has no neuroscience in any of the 12 steps. Really? And one would think the brain should be part of the 12 mm -hmm. steps. So I redid the 12 steps. I know so some 12-steppers will hate me. But I'm like, well, if a neuroscientist was going to do it, what would I do? And step number seven is drip dopamine. Don't dump it. Oh. Because when you dump dopamine, pornography dumps dopamine. Um, cocaine dumps dopamine. Alcohol. Alcohol dumps it. Drugs. Skydiving dumps it. Yes. Running with the bulls mm -hmm. dumps it, mm -hmm. along with a whole bunch of cortisol. Um, you wear out your pleasure centers, which is why in... Justin Bieber's docuseries Seasons, he came out, I was his doctor, he talks about dopamine. And I pray that children do not become famous until their brains are developed. Yeah, he was famous really early. And every bad thing happened to him because he felt bad. He had no dopamine mm. left. He'd worn out his pleasure centers. Getting so and, much of it all day long, all the attention. And so the... part of the th therapy was we have to rehabilitate your pleasure centers. And so you want to avoid things that dump dopamine and engage in things that drip dopamine. What are some of those things? Like our conversation yeah, yeah. today. I mean, it's just been so much fun yeah. for me. Um, holding my wife's hand, looking in her eyes, playing with the grandbabies. Oregano drips dopamine. Pumpkin seeds dip do drip dopamine. Magnesium drip dopamine. Rhodiola, ashwagandha, I mean, some cool supplements. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to protect my pleasure centers because pleasure in many ways can be the enemy of happiness. Really? Because if you have too much, it wears them out and then you begin to feel flat. And that's how addictions start. Something dumps dopamine, you go, oh, that's awesome. Like a young superstar does a concert, and like, that's amazing. But afterwards, they have nothing left. They're alone they in their hotel room or whatever, yeah. And they're playing video games, which is dumping dopamine that they don't have. And so then they're like, well, maybe I'll smoke. Mm. Maybe I'll vape. Maybe I'll do marijuana or cocaine. And then it's flattening the response. Sugar does this too. It actually flattens the response. It's like, whoa, ew, mm -hmm. whoa, ew. And pretty much you're into whoa, ew. Your whole life. That's the yeah. addiction. How, this is gonna upset a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> what is the research and the science saying about marijuana in terms of the brain health and marijuana? Because there's a lot of people talking about how it's actually relaxing them. I've never been high on anything in my life. I've never done drugs, never been drunk. 
never drinking alcohol except for a couple sips when I was a kid as a taste. But so I never, your brain is probably going to be better than you think. It I hope is. so. Oh, right. So, yeah, never been drunk. And I'm one high. of the few people I've been drunk twice, but I learned quickly. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't like to be out of control. It's yeah. not for me. Um, all, all the hater comments come out when I talk about marijuana. Yeah. But I was, I mean, it was 20 years ago. I was on the radio with um, Michael Savage in the Bay Area. And he's like, people are just going to hate you when you talk about marijuana. Yeah. I said, but. Everybody who calls in who's been smoking for a while is going to spontaneously complain of memory problems. And everybody who called in complained of memory like, oh, problems. I can't remember, yeah. So I, I knew it was trouble right after I started looking at scans. It makes your brain look older Come on. than you are. And How am I? If you're smoking daily or once a week or... Well, is if you smoke once cigarettes? a week, is this both? It's it? just marijuana. Wow. If you smoke once a week, the problem is it's fat soluble, which means it stays in your body for 30 days. Oh man. And so that one decision can actually impact your brain for 30 days. And so if you're smoking a lot, you have a pretty high level in your body. And I published a study um with my colleagues from USC on a thousand pot smokers. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. We compared them Scans. to a group that never oh smoked. What happened? <laughs> Every area of their brain was lower. Come on. Every area of their brain was lower in blood flow. Blood flow is really important. Now, is, it, then, the, is it the pot or maybe maybe they're also eating sugar or drinking or they're also over, overweight? It was know, the consistent variable gotcha. that we okay. looked at. And then I did the world's largest imaging study on 62,454 scans looking just at how the brain ages what little kids' brains look like, what old people's brain. 
What's the trajectory of aging? And it sort of sucks. Really busy brains, kids have really busy brains, sort of levels out by the time you're 25, 26, and then it stays that way until you're 60, and then it starts to drop off. It's not good. And then we looked at, well, what accelerated aging in our database? (laughs) And schizophrenia was actually the worst. They, their brains were like 10 years older. Then the next worst was marijuana. And it shocked Come us because we looked at alcohol and smoking, depression, ADHD. No, it was marijuana. I- I'm very concerned. And now I'm a fan of legalizing marijuana because please don't put people who smoke pot in jail. That is just a bad use of resources. But let's not say it's healthy. It's healthy right. for us because it's not. Kids who smoke, teenagers who smoke or use edibles, have a higher incidence of anxiety, depression, and suicide It's funny as teenagers. You're funny you're saying that because you, you see the case, or I'll see this online, of people making the case for marijuana. And I'm, if people want to smoke and drink, it's on them. You know, I'm choosing not to personally for myself, but I'm not here to judge someone or make someone wrong. But I see people make the case and say, well, look at this person who... I don't even know what the condition's called, where it's like they're shaking, they can't control their body, they're like constantly shaking when they move, and then they smoke, and then all of a sudden you see them relax. It's these viral videos of these individuals who have these conditions or can't calm their mind, they have marijuana, and then all of a sudden they're like the most peaceful, relaxed person, and it helps that condition. And And there's evidence for it can work to help some forms of seizures. Mm -hmm. There's evidence for that. it helps with nausea and chemotherapy. It helps with appetite for people who are really struggling with cancer and they've lost their appetite. And it, it's like a lot of other things that can be good and bad. Right. And so, I mean... You gotta make your choice, yeah. Ketamine, for example, has been shown to have antidepressant qualities and yet is a drug of abuse. And so in a supervised setting, for some people it can be helpful. But let's not unleash it on the whole population. Right. And because as, a recreational thing, as yeah. the perception of a drug, as the perception of dangerousness of a drug goes down, use goes up. And that's what's happening for our children. And marijuana, I'm hearing you say, based on this 60,000 scan study, is this what it was, 60,000? Is one of the one of the main factors for aging faster. Correct. The brain aging faster, which makes you lose memory, which makes you slow down. All these things, right? Correct. And what about smoking? It's bad. It's bad because <laughs> nicotine constricts blood flow to the brain, oh, and so and that's vaping. Vaping is right? just as bad. Vaping is just as bad. Well, even if it doesn't have the toxins, when you vape, or... you don't have as many toxins. But the flavoring is toxic. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just, it's a bad idea to get involved in changing your consciousness. What's the matter with your consciousness? Let's change that. Right. Use diaphragmatic breathing, taming the ants, killing, uh, or killing the ants, taming the dragons. Let's teach you how to mentally manage your mind so you don't have to medicate it. Have you seen anyone? who is, the mind is under so much attack that they've been addicted to substances, they've tried to get off, and they're unable to stay consistent 
with healthier habits because they had some type of mental condition that was so aggressive that they were just like, I need to drink, I need to smoke because I've tried the other way and it doesn't work. Or have you seen people who have been successful time after time if they're able to follow the challenging practices consistently to improve the quality of their brain? See, I would say they're simple practices. I've seen people... Challenging for people to... I've seen people both ways, right? And often it takes enough pain for them to change. But sometimes, like losing their kids. But sometimes, even when they lose their kids, they don't change because their brain has been hijacked. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but one of the reasons I never did drugs is I never wanted something else to control my life. Yeah, it was Um, one of the reasons. I also never wanted to make an excuse if, because I would see people, especially playing football in college, guys would get drunk after a game and then they would they would not be well the next day at practice. That was one. I was like, I want to have an advantage. But then people would do things and, and they're, they're like cheating their girlfriend. They're like, well, I was drunk. I'm sorry. I was like, if I cheat or do something bad, I want to own it. I want to be responsible for being a jerk or being a or whatever I did as opposed to blaming a substance that did that thing. Personally. So you want to be in control Absolutely. of your whole life. And Absolutely. that's what I want. Yeah. I don't want anything else controlling me. And if you know these things are potentially addictive it's like playing russian roulette it's like i would never play russian Uh roulette i'm like that's stupid Mm -hmm. you know why would i increase my chance of trouble i mean you know to think you're invulnerable not not a not a smart way to live but anyway i've seen patients both ways you know some people come and I teach them how to correct their negative thoughts and they walk walk out of my office. It's like, no, I can't do that. I'm attached to, I'm a loser. And other people, they get it. And I'm always trying to be, how can I be more effective? Mm -hmm. And I find the easier I make it, the simpler I make it. Like, you know, how do I get my brain healthy? Bright minds. It's like super simple, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's a little complicated, but it's your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about the the wave of plant medicine use and normalization of plant medicine? The people saying it's transformation of uh, transformational work, helping them heal their pain of their past, helping them overcome trauma, helping them break through things they've never been able to mentally break through with. Um, this work of uh, ayahuasca, plant medicine, all these different things. What are your thoughts on that in terms of brain scan results? Well, I actually did a study with Ibogaine, which is one of the plant medications. And it's like an ayahuasca? or It's like ayahuasca. And it wasn't good from a brain perspective. Really? But I think it's going to be an interesting, exciting part of psychiatry. And there are lots of studies. It's just recently legalized, not now, but in two years in Oregon. And um, They're going to legalize what? Plant medicine? Plant medicine. In Oregon? Uh, mushrooms. Oh, they are. Psilocybin. In Oregon. Yeah. Microdosing. Because the problem is, I wish... So the big innovations in psychiatry now are magic mushrooms uh-huh. and marijuana and more medications. And I'm like, how about diet exercise and learning how to not believe every stupid thing you think? Don't you think we should at least start? <laughs> three simple let's things. Start and sleep. Yeah, yeah. And let's start there. Let's start you know, with brain health. But I think it's going to be a 
interesting, exciting thing. But you know, um, psychiatrists were really interested and excited about Valium. And they were really interested and excited about cocaine. Freud used cocaine. Uh, and they went, oh, they're interested and excited about marijuana. And they go, well, the brain has cannabinoid receptor sites. Well, the brain also has benzoreceptor sites, and that didn't work out well. And the brain also has opiate receptor sites, and that didn't work out well. We should be finding ways to naturally increase opiates, and that's exercise. Well, well people um, say, well, plants are natural. You know, yeah. and this has been happening for centuries with our ancestors. And, and cocaine is natural. Uh. <laughs> Right? Right. I mean, just because... Sugar is natural, I guess. Sugar is natural. <laughs> right. I mean, is it helpful? That's the question. So what about magic mushrooms or mushrooms or microdosing this? You know, I've, I've heard mushrooms are good to eat, you know, food mushrooms. Well, I actually make, I have a supplement company called BrainMD, and uh, we make something called Smart Mushrooms. I put a scoop in my shake every morning. Right. It's got lion's mane and cordyceps and... Rishi, and they have both immune system benefits and cognitive yes. benefits. And, and I feel at 66, every bit as sharp as when I was 20. And so what's the difference between those mushrooms versus the <laughs> they don't medicine have mushrooms? hallucinogenic effects. So What happens to the brain when we so hallucinate? Um, it activates. It actually turns on some of the limbic or emotional parts of the brain. And if you're doing it in a therapeutic environment, you might be able to reprocess some of those mm. painful memories in a different way. You might be able to separate from them, get a different perspective Got it. of them. But there are other ways to do that uh, that might not have side effects. Like there's a treatment for trauma I like called EMDR, eye movement that. desensitization and reprocess. I studied I hear, that I in police amazing, officers. I hear amazing things this. So helpful. Um, and that does a similar strategy of activates your emotional brain and then calms it. So I did a study with police officers who had PTSD from being involved in shootings. Mm. And most police officers don't want to be involved in shootings, no. that it becomes traumatic for them if they hurt someone. And like soldiers in war, and they were all off work, and on average of eight EMDR sessions, they all went back to work and it calmed down the emotional parts of their brain. Mm. So that's pretty exciting. That's There's cool. another technique I use called havening, which is bilateral hemisphere stimulation. That's what EMDR is. You bring up the trauma, I get your eyes to go back and forth. And that trauma connects to another trauma, which can connect to another trauma. It's really interesting. But havening is just really simple. It's thinking about the trauma. I want people always to go into their pain, not away from their pain. And so, for example, I told you my dad died May 5th last year. Mm. And a couple of days later, I'm at my mom's house. And we're just going through paperwork, right? I mean, it's what you do after somebody dies. And somebody, some idiot, had a picture of my dead father in the mortuary in that stack of papers. And I'm just, and all of a sudden I find oh. it and it hits me mm. and it just bothered me. And, and a couple of hours later, I realized it was bothering me. It was circling in my head. 
And so I teach my patients this. It's havening. It's like, think about what's bothering you. And for 30 seconds, stimulate both hemispheres of your brain. So as I do this, it's stimulating that side. If I do that, stimulate. While you bring up the trauma. And do that like up to six times. And after the first time, I'm like, that's the last picture of my dad I'll ever see. Wow. And it was okay. Mm. And then I did it twice more. And the picture became my favorite picture oh. of my dad because he was at peace. Yeah. And I slept like a baby that night. And the picture never bothered me again. It's just simple. And there's these simple techniques that everybody should know. Mm. Why do you have to be sick to learn how to be well? Shouldn't we have, and we have a high school course called Brain Thrive by 25, that we teach kids how to love and care for their brains, their minds, their relationships, and be purposeful. Yeah. You got some beautiful techniques, some beautiful information. I'm very grateful for this. I've got, I think, a couple more questions if we've got some time. I've got so many notes here. This has been extremely helpful. Uh, I want to talk about memory, uh, and then we can probably—I think we can wrap it up because I'm, I'm probably going a little, a little long here. But I'll talk about memory. In an age of having everything at our fingertips and having all the information available without needing to remember, how important is it for us to get back to remembering? Remembering phone. I remember as a kid, I used to know all these phone numbers. From your mom, you know, your home, your op- your dad's office. No, we don't know any of them. Exactly. I'm talking about <laughs> the girlfriend's phone number, right? It's like it's always programmed to click a button and 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 have an action. How important is memory training for us as humans in a world of lack of memory? And what are a few things we could do to increase the ability to remember? So like you're learning Spanish. Yeah. Working your memory helps you to keep it. Mm-hmm. And we actually have a course. I work with someone, I don't know if you've ever interviewed Jim Carroll. He's hysterical. Mm-hmm. He's a memory athlete. Okay. And yeah, you would love him. Uh, and he, he was a steel mill worker and selling Avon products. And then he had cardiomyopathy when he was 49. And as he was doing his PT, he was riding a bike, and rather than watch TV, he started memorizing things. Mm. And that was the secret. New learning with exercise. Interesting. He learned all the zip codes in the United States. All of them? All of Wait, them. Wait, how many zip codes are there? Thousands wow. of them. In fact, you could just say, you know, your zip code, and he'd go, hey, you're from Erie, Pennsylvania. That's crazy. It's, it's, his memory is just phenomenal. And then he learned all the Oscar movies and all the Oscar actresses and uh, actors. And his his memory is just unbelievable. He can go to a group of 2,000 people and give them tickets that have 12 letters on them and a movie on the other side. And he'll call on people randomly. You tell me the movie, I'll tell you the 12-digit number. A lot like Jim Quick. A lot like, a lot like Jim, Jim Quick. A lot yeah. like Jim Quick. Um, and he's hysterical. He's like a great entertainer. Mm. And if you use it, you get to keep it. If you don't use it, 
you'll lose it. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important. Yeah, you know, we're probably not going to be remembering phone numbers because we have our auxiliary brains. But our auxiliary brains is causing Alzheimer's to be diagnosed three or four years later when it's actually harder to get help. Mm. Because I would diagnose people when I first started in practice 30 years ago because their family would call me up and they say he's getting lost in a place he's lived in 30 years. But now you just have to go, hey, Siri, take me home. Right. And so these auxiliary memories are actually causing people to be diagnosed later. We should always be working our brains. New learning is just absolutely essential. So Spanish is great. Learning a musical instrument is great. Uh, A dance or whatever. You know, if, you know, Producing stuff for television is great. It's yeah. a new skill. Right. Marketing is a new skill. Anything that challenges you. Anything. And you should be doing things that are new and different. Like I know how to read brain scans. Like hopefully right. you'll come and I'll look at your brain. I'll know immediately. Healthy, not healthy. How many people have been through your uh, labs? Well, we have done 183,000 scans. In how many years? I have three in, in 30 years. Wow. And... We have 300 NFL players, and I love what I do. It's amazing. I'm so grateful. I had no idea that when I decided to be a psychiatrist, this would happen. This would <laughs> this would have been my life. I'm I'm very excited about your book. I was going through it. I'm a big fan already. Your brain is always listening. Tame the hidden dragons that control your happiness habits and hangups. There are some incredible exercises on how to deal with any type of struggle or stress that you might have in your life right now, whether it be addiction, whether it be negative thoughts, whether it be dealing with past traumas. You have uh, the reasoning behind these things. You've got the exercises on how to to overcome them. You've got everything in here, which is extremely powerful. You've got simple strategies. You've got more complex things. You've got graphics that explain stuff for me. So it's it's amazing. It's... uh, I think everyone should read this, Overcome Pain from Your Past. It's funny, I just did a video yesterday saying if you can learn to overcome the pain from your past, your life will be 100 times better just by that one simple thing. And this is something you teach in here through the science, through the research. Everything you need in here to optimize your brain is here. Check it out. Get the book. Get a few for your friends. Your brain is always listening. Make sure you get this book. A couple final questions and then we'll wrap things up. This is a, a question I ask everyone at the end called the three truths question. So I'd like you to imagine a hypothetical situation. It's your last day on earth, many years away. You've accomplished all of your dreams and goals and you're happy and healthy and everything you want to do, you've done. But for whatever reason, you've got to take all of your written work with you, your video work, your content. It's all going to go with you to the next place, wherever you go. And no one has access to your information anymore, but you get to leave behind three things you know to be true. Three lessons you would share with the world, and this is all we have to remember you by. I call it three truths. What would be three things you would share with the world? Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. 
Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brain envy. Love your brain. Don't believe every stupid thing you think. Know what you want. And ask yourself every day, does my behavior fit what I want? Mm. Yeah. People don't do that. It's crazy. They should be teaching this to seven-year-olds. Yeah. What do you want? Relationships, schoolwork, money, your health. What do you want? is your behavior getting you what you want? Mm -hmm. Rather than say you should do this or you should do that, shoulds don't work. It's, it's just getting people to know and then act. Mm -hmm. And if they have a healthy brain, it's easier. Yeah. I wanna acknowledge you for a moment before I ask the final question. Um, the work you continue to do is so inspiring and it's helping so many people when they allow themselves to learn to apply it and take action. So I really acknowledge you for being so passionate about this work, for showing up for people's lives, for being someone that cares deeply about human beings, the quality of their life, improving their brain health, which is the quality of their relationships and everything. I just think we need more people like you. And I'm really grateful that you're alive, healthy, and driven on this mission, because I think a lot more people would be suffering without you creating this work in a simple way, without you scanning people and getting the data that proves these things. So I really acknowledge you, and I'm, I'm grateful you're alive. I really am, because this, this stuff's really inspiring for me. Where else can we support you, besides getting your book, uh, following you on social media? Where else can we go if we want to learn more, if we want to take your courses, get supplements that can help our brains? Where should we go? Um, so the supplements, brainmd.com uh, to support your brain. Amen University, we have uh, courses, Amen Clinics, I have nine clinics, I have a new clinic in Dallas that's just crazy busy. Later this year we're going to open a new clinic in South Florida. Wow. Um, and then my wife and I do podcasts together. We have 847 episodes. Oh, called almost as big as this. The yeah. Brain Warrior's Way. That's uh, great. They're like 10 minute little okay. inspirational pieces uh, to get people excited. Yes. Because we need a brain health revolution. Yes. Because um, with that, we can end mental illness, but it's mm. never going to start with what we're doing now. Mm. We have to break the paradigm and create a new one. Yeah. So all mental illness or most of mental illness is connected to brain health, would you say? Yes. All of it, unless there's some type of trauma that... There's, it's foundational. Yeah. If your brain's not right, you're not right. And it doesn't mean psychological trauma won't have an impact. But if your brain's not right, plus psychological trauma, going to psychotherapy is not going to be as good as it could be. Mm -hmm. Bright minds. Everyone's got to apply the bright minds method. 
Um, okay, so we'll check out your podcast, the Brain Warriors Way podcast. We'll link up all this stuff. Make sure you guys check out brainmd.com and everything else. Um, get the book. Final question for you. What is your definition of greatness? It's pushing to do what you know you can do, despite what other people say. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it gave you a lot of clarity, a lot of wisdom and knowledge to help bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be in your brain health. And if you enjoyed this, please share the message forward so we can change lives together. You can copy and paste the link wherever you're listening to this, or you can just use the show notes link with all the resources over there at lewishouse.com slash 1121. One. And also make sure to check out part one. If you haven't listened to that one as well, just click right back to the previous episode if you're on the podcast app on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. And if this is your first time here, click the subscribe button over on Apple Podcasts right now so you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest on the School of Greatness. We've got over a thousand episodes from some of the biggest names in the world helping you unlock your inner greatness. And we are going to have some incredible content moving forward here in the near future. So make sure to click the subscribe button right now and stay tuned for more greatness coming soon. And I want to leave you with this quote from RuPaul who said, true wealth is having a healthy mind, body, and spirit. True wealth is having the knowledge to maneuver and navigate the mental obstacles that inhibit your ability to soar. Now is your time to soar in this life. We have so many different challenges and obstacles in our way, but more than ever, we have so much more research and tools and science and strategies to help us heal, evolve, improve, and grow. And I hope this episode and this interview with Dr. Daniel Amen gave you some tools to support you in your growth so that you can soar as well moving forward. I am so grateful for you. I'm so appreciative that you decided to take time today to improve the quality of your life. And if no one has told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast.